0: Hi, my name is Andy Kim, and you're listening to Reliving My Youth with the great Noel.
1: welcome to Reliving My Youth, the show where we look back at pop culture from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. My name is Noel Fogelman. My guest today is Andy Kim. Now Andy has had one of the most interesting careers out there. Not only did he help write one of the most popular songs in music history with Sugar Sugar which was performed by the Archies, Andy performed his own number one hits. He had Rock Me Gently, Baby I Love You, Be My Baby. Andy talks about how he came from Canada as a teenager and landed a job at the famous Brill Building. He also talks about how he was all but retired for quite some time, and which fellow Canadian artist forced him out of retirement. He's had kind of a resurgence recently, thanks to Kevin Drew of the Broken Social Scene, and Andy, along with Kevin, released It's Decided. It's probably one of the best albums I've heard in the last five years, and... I'm not just saying that because Andy's a guest on the show. It's really, really a solid album. I wish everyone can uh, listen to it. You can find it on Spotify and uh, all the streaming services. And recently, Andy got inducted to the Canadian Walk of Fame, so congratulations to Andy. I recorded this interview over the winter. I hope you enjoy it. It's a fascinating look at a fascinating artist. And helping me relive my youth today is Andy Kim. Andy, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it.
0: Uh, it's an honor to talk to you. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm always, um, um, you know, at a loss for words when I think about yesterday. Cause I'm such an in the moment kind of guy, but but I'm being ganged to yesterday, and I find it somewhat amusing and enjoyable at the same time. Right,
1: but yeah, before we reminisce, I just want to talk about um, it's decided your your latest album, and it's. One of the best albums I've heard in in a long time, and I'm not just saying that because I'm interviewing you. It's it's fa- it's fabulous. How did you um get involved with uh, Kevin Drew from Broken Social Scene?
0: Um, you know, I um I for the past um, fourteen years I've been doing a, um, a a Christmas show for children's charities in Toronto, and um you know uh, Montreal is uh, the place of my birth and i was uh... raised in montreal and and um, uh... found an opportunity to help the people in uh... toronto and 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 kevin and brendan showed up one uh, one christmas and um, kevin and i almost immediately um, became fast friends and um, one day uh, a few years ago he said um, hey, I'm thinking about producing your next album. And I said, well, I didn't think there was going to be another Andy Kim album. He says, yes, there is. He said, um, you know, we've been hanging out a lot, so why not hang out in the studio as well, and we'll have a good time and, uh, and make this album. And no, I'll tell you something. I, I loved making this album. I loved the way it turned out on the last weeks of uh, David Letterman he invited me to do the show not to sing Sugar Sugar, Rock Me Gently, Baby I Love You or any of the other songs I've been involved with but to sing Sister Okay from the new album Right.
2: Well, it's just that your sister said that you'd be okay. And the timing you feel is right in your life. And it's just okay, just okay tonight. Yeah, it's just okay, just Okay, it's fine. Well, it's just that your mother said that you'd be okay, and the timing you feel is wrong in your life, but it's just okay, just okay. Now. Yeah, it's just okay, just okay, it's fine. That your father said that you'd be okay, and the time when you heal is that in your life, but it's just okay, just okay tonight, and it's just okay. Your love will not raise you up. No, no, no. Your love won't raise you up.
0: And I can't thank Kevin enough for inviting me into the world of of Kevin Drew and Broken Social Scene, and um, it was awesome, awesome time.
1: Yeah, because you always hear about like, you know, I want to say strange uh, collaborations, but like unusual ones, and and this one was, and this one just like was a match made in heaven.
0: I think we come from from the same spirits, although um, we may be generations apart, Uh, and that's what excited me about doing this. Um, I, um, I found success as a teenager in New York City, uh, making my records in New York City and, and, and um, having hits, two number one hits in Billboard and, and nine top 40 and, and all of that. But working with Kevin Drew just broke all those rules and, and I had the best time.
1: Are you planning to uh, work with him again?
0: I, I think, um, you know, Kevin and I have you know, continued to uh, to be friends, to be best friends, and um, lately um, we've been collaborating. You know, I, I, there's no timetable on it, but I think I have a feeling that we're going to go and, and and at least give it a, a try. Not see it as an album, but just to go into the studio again. He's been a pretty busy guy lately, and um, right. So it's it's um it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that would that would be great for all the fans, you know, to have you know more and more of your music come out as well.
0: Yeah, I I really enjoy. Um, I think the best friend I've ever had is the ability to write songs and to be uh, around songwriters and and from making the record, no, and, and then from touring and traveling and all of that, it's it's uh, it's just a wonderful way to spend the life, and I'm having a wonderful time at it.
1: Right, now, uh, rewind a little bit, uh, you wrote one of the biggest pop hits in history, Sugar Sugar, by the Archies, um, you said you came from Montreal, You from Montreal, took the bus to New York, I believe, with like, a- yep a little bit of change in your pocket, what was that experience like?
0: Well, I, I think that, um, you know, when you're a teenager, you have all the answers, everybody else is wrong, you're gonna do what you wanna do, at least that's what that's what I thought. <laughs> and um, I was, I was, uh, I can only talk to you as an adult looking back at the child in me. And as an adult, I think, Wow, that must have been a strange time where, that for me, I really felt like I could just follow a dream. Um, I'm not, I'm not trained. I just, I just conjured up this dream that this is what I wanted to do, and then I lived in the world of Lieber and Stoller and Jeff Barry and Ellie Greenwich and. Carol King and Jerry Goff and Barry Mann Cynthia Weil and Phil Spector and Don Kirshner and to me that's I was in a, an incredible incredible time and and I appreciate all the love and caring that they've given me especially Jeff Barry. Right.
1: So when you, when you get to New York, how did you like get into the business? Like in well, You the don't get in
0: anywhere. Stuff. You know, you lie or you lie right. a little bit. <laughs> at the desk and, yeah. and um you know i think they took pity on me because they could see in my face that i was either blushing or or just not knowing what to do and um jeff gave me five minutes and that five minutes has turned into a lifetime of friendship and love and caring um he obviously um had mentioned to me that when I walked in the office and played him uh, a song, he just felt that, you know, that it was something um, that I had instinctively and and that he would see where it would go. Little did I know that we would become songwriting partners, you know? Right.
1: So how, how old exactly were you when you made the trip?
0: Uh, uh, 15 going on 16.
1: Wow what was like your parents like reaction
0: my parents reaction were the kind of reaction I look at now as as you know parents that are concerned about this this child that was kind of just living and and walking around in, in this dreamlike state believing that what I what I saw in my mind's eye would really happen um, it took a little while to convince them that I could be gone for a few days. Uh the 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 link that that um allowed me to go was that I um I had an uncle and cousins that lived in New Jersey. So I was able to uh, be comforted by the fact that although I didn't need anybody looking after me cuz obviously I knew all the answers. Of course, yeah. <laughs> I um I had the shelter of, uh, of family in New Jersey, so that that gave them um, that gave them a little solace. Although, um, you know, I, I wasn't the kind of kid that gave them a problem. The only problem I gave them was that I I saw a life that was different from what they would have expected of me to have.
1: And what what, what kind of life did they expect?
0: You know, you you live within the radius of your family, and you get a decent job, and you work nine to five, and it's what my brothers have done, and it's all good. It's all good until someone like myself comes along and has these visions of, of you know, making records and and traveling the world and getting up on stage and and opening up your heart to an audience, and uh, it was strictly a dream, but. I've been living that dream for a long time now, no. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. So how um how easy it or was it just come out from your mind to the paper to write sugar sugar.
3: sugar sure you good
0: I I don't think you write sugar, sugar. I think you're somehow inspired that comes to you. You know, it's like, um, did I really say that? You know, and uh, there's something that happens uh, that um, uh, I've always said, I can't take a bow for inspiration. just one of those things, you know. You don't sit there saying, I'm going to write something sweet today or I'm going to write something about sugar. It's just, you know, you can, you can feel when something has been well I'll put it this way. I I always felt with sugar, sugar, that God whispered in my ear, you know, and, uh, put me a little bit on solid ground.
1: Now, did, did uh, I know the Archie's performed it and did a tremendous job. Were you ever like jealous that you didn't put that out originally?
0: no cuz i was um, i was already well 2 months earlier baby i love you was out right and so i had a career already that had started um, with jeff producing me on his label and i think there was a rumor that um he wanted me to be the voice of the archies but but um uh, i um i just deep down inside went with uh uh, my producer and my mentors thought, and um, here I was in 90, the year 1969 with uh, eventually my first million seller and uh, and sugar, sugar that went on to historic heights. You know, you can't plan those things. You know, you you feel that you know you may like something and le- really love it, and and it's infectious in, in within you. And I used to sing it everywhere and. Um, in my head and walking down the street i'd be humming it but you never know if anyone's gonna like it and um someone came to me uh a few days ago and said thank you for your gift and i said well wait a minute wait 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 uh, i didn't give you anything you're the one that gave me the gift of loving what i wrote or sang or a record i made and you gifted me with this life that I'm living now um, and so I just think again that um, hey I'm the third of four brothers I'm lucky to be alive and I'm lucky to be living this life Noel.
1: yeah it's it's a fabulous life uh, do you remember where you were the first time you heard one of your songs on the radio
0: yeah I remember when I heard the first one that was in my in my, my mom and dad's kitchen as we had recorded How Do We Ever Get This Way, which was my first hit, and um, I went back to Montreal and didn't know when the record was going to come out, and uh, then the record comes out, and I'm told that uh, this radio station in Detroit City is playing it, and I used to listen to WKBW in, in uh, Buffalo and, and WABC in New York at night with my transistor radio. Mm-hmm. That was the thing that was glued to my, uh, to my ear. It's almost like people are glued to their cell phones now. Exactly. Well, that was, I was glued to my transistor radio. So I'm in, I'm in the kitchen and my mom and well, the home I grew up in, but my mom and dad's home. And, uh, well, I'm listening to the radio and, and they said, uh, Here's a new song by a Canadian artist uh, named Andy Kim, and I'm like, I froze, and um, it was great. And I still freeze a little bit no matter where I am, and I hear one of my songs, and I go back in time to realize that uh, I, um, I had the courage to believe in something that no one else believed in. Um, so, that's my story.
1: Yeah, because I mean, if you don't believe in yourself, then really no one will.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think it's 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 um it's really kind of a, a commitment. You know, you just you can daydream, but also I think that when you when you actually see the living um, particles outside of you, I think that's when the the dream becomes real. Um, I think when I first walked into Jeff Barry's office, although he didn't know me and and I had just known him by reputation, I felt like I belonged, you know, it's it's just kind of a naive way of of thinking then. But I'm okay to think that way then. You know, today I think about, wow, how lucky was I that I was able to, to do this.
1: So, did he ask you how old uh, you were when you, when you first met him, or did you just kind of lie?
0: <laughs> well, you know what, um, I um, I was tall for someone in my family. I was already like, you know, six one, and I have dark hair, and I kind of looked older for my age. So he didn't think anything of it. Um, I think if I uh, if if I kind of looked like um an unknown David Cassidy who uh God rest the soul had a phenomenal career uh an incredible uh, talented artist, maybe he'd have looked at me and wanted to say well, how how old are you but uh I think that um I just conducted myself in a in a way that um Probably, I, probably I was dreaming all of this. You know, I still haven't woken up from that dream.
1: You know. Yeah. So then, you know, Sugar Sugar, a massive hit. It's been covered by so many, you know, different artists. And uh, how hard was it to make a follow-up to that?
0: Well, you know, I'm. I think I think Sugar Sugar was one of those songs that you don't follow, you just you just continue to add to it. Um, you know, I, I heard, uh, have you heard the Massive Attack version of Sugar Sugar?
1: Yes, yes.
0: And that, that blows me away. You know, I, I, I really loved Wilson Pickett and Ike and Tina Turner and, and was blown away by Bob Marley, but the Massive Attack version was like, okay, there's something here that is magical I may not totally understand it or can recreate it, but I appreciate that it was a part of it. Um, you know, the follow-up single was a song called Jingle Jangle. And uh, although it sold a million records, it was a gold record in the U.S., uh, you know, Sugar Sugar was, um, was really just so massive that it obliterated anything <laughs> that came after it. So I'm, I'm just thrilled to be a part of it.
1: Yeah, but then you you had a massive hit in Rock Rock Me Gently, which you basically had to finance yourself, correct?
4: Honey.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I go back in time to say that I wasn't, um, I wasn't living someone else's life. I wasn't living my parents' life or my brother's lives. I figured that um, I have this one opportunity to find out who and what I am. There's a wonderful Mark Twain quote that i only read recently, but that kind of I, I understand it. Um, I kind of get where I was in my teens and the quote is the two most important days of your life the day you are born and the day you find out why Hmm. and for me i i always knew why i you know those around me like my mom and dad and family didn't really understand but i knew why i wanted to be i wanted to play in a in a in a playground surrounded by Um, painters, sculptors, musicians, gypsies, acrobats, just, I wanted to be in that playground, to be, to be a part of that playground. Uh, I didn't want to be the gatekeeper, I just wanted to be free enough to be there. And, uh, so I've always felt that, that there are moments when you, you get excited and you feel, oh my, I think, I think, um. I think this record may do well, and it does beyond your expectations. And the uh, and the opposite is also true. You know, you think something is going to be just special, and and nobody hears it. Well, they hear it, but they don't really hear it. So does that make sense?
1: Yeah, no, it's uh, it's like it's like hearing and listening. It's like you you can listen, yeah. but yeah, you want to hear it. I totally agree. Uh, now, Ed Robertson from Bare Ladies kind of help, helped you. Get out of retirement, didn't he?
0: Well, I wasn't retired. I was irrelevant. Okay. Huh. That's the difference, you know. Um, I, I had um, I had met Ed at a um, um, uh, an AIDS event, and um, he and his uh, fellow naked ladies. Um, had backed me up on a song that they really liked, which was Rock Me Gently. And I found it interesting that they liked that song because they, too, are from another generation. And right. uh, and again, as it was with Kevin, um, Ed and I just connected. You know, I met everyone else in the band, but there was just something there. And, and we talked about one day writing together. And... Um, So uh, on one afternoon, uh, we decided to write a song, never knowing what we were going to do with it. And um, I had asked Ed, who uh, who should we send it to? And he said, what do you mean? I said, well, you know, my recording days are kind of done. And he said, are you kidding? This is your song. I mean, I'm here because I'd like you to record it. I said, well, I don't have a label. I don't have um, a producer. He said, I'll produce it. And, um, again, it's, it's the naivete of things sometimes and, and, um, boy, he, he, he really took me under his wing and, and, and helped, uh, me climb that other set of stairs.
1: Well, wow, that's, that's great. You see, you have fans of your songs, you know, helping you get to the next
0: level. You don't know. You don't know. At least I don't. I don't know what level I'm on. It doesn't really matter. It's just it's it's where I am. You know, I I've never looked back and and thought, oh, I should have done this and this guy did this and that artist did that and I should be there. That was never my intent. My intent was that I um, um I live each day um the best I can. Um, and, uh, and I move on I think that uh, uh, I, I, I really don't forget, don't, don't forget the, the, the great moments or the sad moments but those moments I, I can't reach back and hold them and, and, and caress them at all I can only have this moment in time so Noel as I talk to you that's all. that's my life right now is this conversation I'm not looking at what's going to go on after or what the earlier part of the day was. And so I'm, and I find, I find a lot of comfort in that thought for me and um, I think it's important that um, you know that you're just um, another human being that's getting through the day.
1: You yeah, we'll live in the moment, here and now.
0: That's all you have, right? You know, you can't um, you can't gar- be guaranteeing anything. I don't know if you're familiar with Tower Records in.
1: Um, yes, I in I, Os- I I just read that he he passed away, today.
0: Yes. Yes. And so when when if you read on how he passed away, You're
1: watching the Oscars.
0: <laughs> he was watching the Oscars and he had made a comment about someone, and he had asked his wife if she would fill his whiskey glass. Yeah and she went to get the whiskey glass and he was gone. Yeah. And I thought to myself, what a lovely way to go.
1: <laughs> exactly. Have have, have you, you know, seen have you seen the documentary about Tower Records?
0: Um I I know it's there but I haven't uh, I I was able to watch bits and pieces and then I started, decided I won't watch bits and pieces I'll just someday just yeah. turn it on and watch the whole thing from beginning to end.
1: Yeah, it's it's fascinating. As someone who's spent a lot of time and money in Tower Records, it's it's definitely a, a, a good uh, hour-and-a-half watch.
0: Yeah, you know what? I, I lived up the street from Tower Records uh, when I first moved to L.A., and I did um, a video for one of my songs in the store. So I'm very well aware of its iconic value, um, and... Um, again I'm sure he was a dreamer at one point and uh, and here he was he lived to be 92 years old yeah it's pretty cool
1: yeah heck of a life but Andy I really appreciate the time you gave me today uh, best of luck with everything and thank you so much
0: well thank you Noel and um, uh, you know somewhere down the line hopefully uh, we'll meet again at least we'll see each other in person and and thank you for taking the time that uh, you spent with me today. I appreciate
1: it. And a special thanks to Andy for joining us today. You can follow him on Twitter at andykimmusic. His website is also andykimmusic.com. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'd appreciate it. It's at the first 019. Be sure to like the page "Living My Youth" on Facebook. Go to iTunes. You can check out all the past episodes we've had with some amazing guests. While you're there, please rate and review the show. If you don't have iTunes, not a problem. You can find the show on SoundCloud. You can find it on Podbean. Special thanks to everyone who's listening. I can't do without you guys. And be on the lookout for another episode of Roving My Youth real soon.